You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL, and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and World Series champion, Graham Trainer. Oh, he remembered. Oh, wow. And, well, why don't I go ahead and do it? I'll extend it. I'll extend the invite to our World Series 2019 champion. Nope, not a champ Dawson anymore. Smith. It's done. It's done. Well, Dawson, Dawson I mean, Smith is in the building. He did win a championship once, but he is not a, the current World Series champion. That is you, Graham Trainer. This okay. is true. Okay. And it was uh, 21. <laughs> is 2021 people forget you know yeah 2021 how long was that ago forever ago that was those gnats that was troy's gnats i'm sorry i mixed you guys up oh that was gross troy (laughs) what's funny is that like troy is partied in the streets of some sort of city that that he lives in because the the team wins he's like oh did, did the caps win okay i'll go party in the streets of the capital that sounds great yeah, bandwagon fans. It's a Zeman. Um, it's a Zeman thing. I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. Sawani grad, big Georgia yeah. fan. You, all the Zemans, they love to cheer for a winner. Yeah, yeah. That's how it works. That's how you become a fan. Yeah, no, I know. I've been living with with Zemans for a, quite a bit of my life now, and mm-hmm. I've uh, um, I've been uh, you know party to living alongside or in connection with other Zemans and I've noticed it and it's fine. The the, um, the band, it's brought the, me some the, highs as well. I you yeah. know I now have a t-shirt that says I married into this in reference to UVA basketball and um hey man I jumped up and down <laughs> when they won in 2019. How how the, how is being how great. is being a Georgia graduate since now you've had all this success? Well, you know, the Hope scholarship is a great thing. Yeah. It really is. It yeah. really is. But when you attend a private school out of state, it's not that great anymore. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, you've 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 come encountered with this bandwagon fan before. I love I love when people say bandwagon fans like you weren't injected with this in, in your youth, so you you're not allowed to be a fan of the team that I don't want you to be a fan of. I was injected with it in my youth though. Oh my god. Here we go. This is this kids, already starting off kids- contentious. My question is, do the kids take the Zeman name? Uh, no. Okay, just making sure. My kid did. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, old, old we, are already, we are already off the rails. Dawson, Dawson questioning, questioning fanship. We have a packed show, gentlemen, and we can't, we can't get all hissy-pissy. And Besides, you're a two-time champion. People are punching up at you. You're still pretty fragile to be a two-time champion. Not used to it? No, not try used to one, it all. Try one in six. You'll get used to it. Yeah, it hasn't settled in yet. All right. We have a packed show. We have the huddle. We have the Baker's Dozen. And we have uh, three people's opinions. Dawson's is usually pretty lengthy. So this show is probably going to go extra. Um, and if, <laughs> if that's the case, please download our podcast, wherever podcast is available. We'll shorten this to an hour for the radio segment. And if you're listening on the radio, maybe you're at work on the Friday after Thanksgiving. Quit your job. There, there should be no employment on the Friday after Thanksgiving. It's the best American holiday we have. Yeah, I work for a garbage corporation. I had to take PTO for Friday. It sucks. What, what happened to this country? What, what happened to this country? What's what's the guy's name? Who's the politician? Is he campaigning for Friday off? Yeah, no PTO Dean. use? Have, yeah, probably. Yeah, Dean? Well, Get move, him up there. All I got to say is move, <laughs> move to France, Graham. They take the whole – Europe <laughs> yeah. takes the whole summer off. They're like, it's way too hot to work around here. We need that model. 
Okay. But now Wimbayana is here, so I, I don't want to move to France. Valid. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's huddle up. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you are stuck on, your quote slash question of the week, and your goat of the week. Trainer, I'm going to start with you. What's your good news of the week? Oh, so we got the uh, – we talked about baseball earlier to start the show, which is always exciting for me. The 2024 Hall of Fame ballot is out. We got new candidates, one of which I love very much, very dearly, Adrian Beltre. I wish he could have won a World Series. He was kind of like – he threw out the pitch, first pitch with uh, – George oh, Bush. Right. No, no, never mind. Sorry. Greg Abbott was the honorary guy. Beltre was the catcher. George Bush. Yes, that's correct. Anyway. Um, Greg Abbott, one-handed pitcher, correct? But <laughs> oh, that's the that's the governor of Texas. Sorry, there was an Abbott with one. Anyways, moving on. Oh no, that's uh, Jim Abbott. Uh, Thank you. Good pull there. Anyway, I'm excited, Adrian Beltre. I hope he's a, kind of like one of those guys that gets in right away. We've got some of the, the stragglers nowadays. We've got uh, Gary Sheffield's steroid user, Manny Ramirez steroid user, mm-hmm. also crazy person in their eighth <laughs> and ninth year. So hoping Beltre is a quick, easy, seamless uh, Hall of Famer. Is there anything as petty as the Baseball Hall of Fame voters? Um, I think the fight the fight you and Dawson were having earlier. <laughs> <laughs> they all think they're purists, but none of them know the game anymore. I mean, I think A-Rod should just be in. Um, yeah. I'm all for Manny. I'm all for Beltre. I love Same. Trevor Hoffman yeah. and Andrew Jones. If he doesn't get in, it'd be a farce. I mean, Ozzie Smith is in the Hall of Fame. It's time for Andrew to be in. He's the shortstop of center oh, yeah. field and vice versa. He's the wizard of the outfield. Andrew Jones needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Done and done. Andrew with the Andrew with the U, seventh year. Man, I forgot about some of these guys. Yeah. I mean, A-Rod's only in his third year, which is crazy. Todd Helton, great, great Tennessee volunteer, sixth year. Um, side good news. Yeah. The MLB umpires had better accuracy calling balls and strikes this regular season than in any other regular season in history. That means the Rangers World Series title is the purest oh. in history. Oh, you I like see. That? Yeah, yeah. Any anything also, you can do to make sure it's the twenty one thousand. They also missed twenty one thousand calls, which is hilarious that that they missed twenty one thousand calls and it's the best year ever. Bring in the robots. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I. I mean, there's a call every single pitch. I don't even know how many calls that would be. Is there a percentage on that? I don't. I don't have a percentage, but I can look that up for next show. Yeah. I would imagine they average somewhere <laughs> around three hundred pitches per game. Each team plays one hundred and sixty two games a year, and there's thirty two of them. I don't know. What's your good news of the week, Dawson? <laughs> uh, my good news of the week, uh, to, uh, to stick on the um, baseball thing uh, theme, Ronald Acuna Jr. run MVP. We're in feast week. We're talking college basketball, NFL football, and, and, and college football. <laughs> okay, what are all we right. talking about? All right, I'll, all right. I had a I had a 1B, which it should have been my 1A. My wife will be upset that I didn't make this 1A. Um, I, uh, I argued that we should make this about hunting and fishing, this show, yeah. before we started tonight, and I'm just going to go that way right now. Um, tomorrow I have plans to take Warden B squirrel hunting, and oh. it'll be uh, it'll be B's first time hunting, and she's All stoked. Right. And uh, nice. so I'm really excited for it. Yeah, she hears her What's brother the- talking about it. Yeah, yeah, he needs to chill out a little bit. <laughs> I'm we talking uh, about it. like slingshot or AR-15? Like what's the, what's the weapon of choice? Well, we don't condone uh, <laughs> weapons of mass destruction. That's not what an AR-15 is. It's an assault rifle. Uh, no shotgun. We'll just use a shotgun with birdshot. Um, yeah. yeah, it'll be good. What what shotgun? <laughs> oh, 12-gauge. They can shoot a 12-gauge? They won't be shooting. 
Oh. We're just going to uh, go. Wa- that was it, so dumb of me. That was so dumb. Ward is 60 pounds. Yeah, B's 40 pounds in five years. <laughs> <laughs> just turned five a week ago. Not yeah. even. She's not going to shoot a squirrel. Uh, but, uh, you know, it'll be a nice walk in the woods. Hopefully. I assume it will be. It'll be uh, nice out. It'll yes. be sunny. Yeah, so it'll be great. So that's a sport. Hunting. Okay, I've already told you my good news of the week. It is it is feast week. This is an all time week in sports. We have wall to wall college basketball all week long. We have NFL on Thursday, Friday, Sunday, and Monday with NCAA football Friday, Saturday. A lot of rivalries going on. A lot of interest in the top four. There is going to be a shakeup when Ohio State and Michigan play each other. This is a great week to get drunk, sit on your couch. And watch sports and eat a lot. It is a wonderful week for all that. You can start drinking on Wednesday. And shoot squirrels and wish Massey a happy birthday. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting yeah. that I have a birthday on, on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's a big one this Oop. year. Um, all right, tra- um, trainer, give me your critical number of the week. Yeah, I will split my stuck on uh, UVA being ranked for less than 24 hours. Wisconsin <laughs> just took us to school. Oh, um, anyways, so number sad. of the week. Is the is this? It's a uh, it's a, a it's an evil number thirteen. Hmm. It's also it's also the jersey number of Jordan Travis, which disgusting injury, kind of like Dak Prescott meets Yikes. Wilson Gahey. Yikes! I, um, I clicked tough. on it not knowing that I was gonna what I was gonna watch, and it was horrible. It was gruesome. It was like saw X. Uh, he went down. That's his jersey number. He went down when the score was 13-0. This is very conspiracy based. I love this. In front of a national championship team from 2013, Jameis Winston's team, mm-hmm. Jim Fisher, 58 to 13 was the score. Five plus eight equals 13. The other team's quarterback and the backup Florida state quarterback ended up into the game throwing for 13 completions each. The hmm. halftime show, here we go, Dawson, new fan, was a Taylor Swift theme, and her favorite number is 13. 13. Okay. That took me for a ride. Did you follow Rabbit all that, hole. Dawson? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, well, Florida Florida State got bumped down to number five. I think the college football playoff committee is considering Jordan Travis's injury when they did rank Florida State at number five because they've been taking care of business all year, and it's it's just sad to see one of the contenders top play who's been in the Heisman talk all year long and has been performing at a Heisman esque level where he probably would have made the invite to New York, but instead he is at home recovering. And I've got. Yeah, I've got Heisman stats for later. He was at, he ended with almost a little shy of 3,000 yards, total yards, 27 total touchdowns, two picks. So he's obviously had a hell of a season. So yeah, it was, it was nasty. Hated to see it. Yeah, gross. Dawson, your critical ACC number done. of the week. ACC might be done. Um, I'm going to have to shift because my critical number was baseball related. Thanks. No, you can talk about baseball. <laughs> talk about baseball. <laughs> well... There's a lot of numbers in this, but I, I read something today. I'm going to pick 50. Ichiro Suzuki, speaking of the Hall of Fame ballot, going back to that, um, he'll be eligible, I believe, next year, and he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer because he's the man. But he's 50 years old now, loves the game, loves the game so much that he does an annual all-star game of sorts in Japan every year. Mm-hmm. This past year, I think it was a week ago, um, they brought together the Japanese women's high school all-star team and or Ichiro uh, Suzuki was part of a team that played against them, and he was the pitcher for this team. And Ichiro threw a 116-pitch uh, complete game shutout uh, at age 50 <laughs> against the uh, high school women's all-star team from Japan. And at age 50, he topped out at 86 on his fastball. 
Um, I just want to say, for the love of the game, I mean, that guy never had any quit. And which, I, and part of that, which part of that is impressive? The 86-mile-an-hour fastball? Um, yeah, he's 50 years old. Complete game shutout. Complete game shutout. A professional athlete? What's really Former. amazing is that his, Former, you're right. his, his, his drive to win no matter what. Well, it's so strange that he's like, you know what? You know what? I need to compete. And the people I'm going to compete against is a high school women's baseball team. And that way I can, I can, oh, and by the way, I'm all-time pitcher. Yeah. Who are still the other, who are the other still men, got it. Who are the other men in the field that allowed this charade to go on? I don't know. There may have been some ex-pros as well um, from the sounds of it, but I didn't get any details. Matt, did, Matt Suey. Did they? Dice K. Yeah. Did they win 50 to nothing? Uh, I imagine they did because in the article there was no mention of the final score. Um, so that might be the lamest thing I've heard in a while. Just Matt, g- yeah, you know when 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 the kids a little the kid is a little older, you're gonna be out there like playing goalie and you're gonna just be you know swatting like Billy Madison with the kids playing. No basketball, that's even better. Yeah, you're gonna be playing basketball. You're just gonna go out there and just like uh, Dikembe all the all of her little friends. Yeah, and well, that's, that seems Ichiro like was a- right. <laughs> <laughs> this is all I got left. Massey, this don't, is all I got left. Don't get it. Don't get. <laughs> don't get down on Ichiro. He's just adding to his Hall of Fame resume. That was the, that He's adding to his a, Hall of Fame resume. That is a black a eye on he his. Should be, he should be president. <laughs> <laughs> My critical number of the week. There are five teams in football in college football that have covered the spread eight times this season. Mm. I'll list you that f- those five teams. Number six, Oregon, ten and one. Number seven, Bama, ten and one. Number twelve, Penn State, nine and two. Number seventeen, Arizona, eight and three. And the three and eight, University of Virginia Cavaliers. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Good teams. Is this win? Yeah. Great teams finish. cover. ATS Good teams finish hard. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're just the Chargers of the of college football. It's just, you know, yeah, stuff. they have a, if, if Virginia is able to beat every single one of their rivals this year, which is Duke, UNC and Vautech, perfect, perfect season. I don't see anything wrong with it. Now they're on the, up where is up. this? Yeah. Where is the toilet bowl this year? Is this the worst matchup? I mean, is this the worst the two teams have ever been collectively to match up in this? The Collect- yeah. This maybe collectively historic histor- history. Of this ma- this rivalry, yeah, collectively huh. maybe because there's been some bad Virginia teams while Virginia Tech was good, and yes, I think collectively as a as a two two teams facing off each other, I bet you it's on like JP Sports or something. You can find it on the CW <laughs> after JV Lyft Sports, or. J JV Sports. I think it's JP Sports, or is that the one that I watched? Yeah, I'm just kidding. The SEC one. Just, UVA is a JV football team. That was just a joke. My other critical number is Cam Rising of Utah is coming back for his seventh year of college ball. Hell yeah. I love these guys coming back for their eighth, ninth year. There's some college hoops kid who's coming back for his eighth. Yeah, uh, it's great. It's great. Cam Rising uh, was in the, was started UT. his career in 2018 at UT at Texas when Tom Herman was in his second year. And Sam Ellinger was a sophomore. We're cycling, <laughs> well, on, we're cycling on memes, Massey. When I saw was, this one. I loved it. When was the last time you thought about Sam Ellinger when he was getting pummeled at the Colts? When he was backing up Andrew Luck? Yeah, <laughs> sometime in August this year, I think. <laughs> All right, uh, trainer, give me your stuck on. Dawson, you think about drafting him in, in the fantasy? Yeah, fantasy he's league? a sleeper. Yeah. 
Speaking of which, I was going to say Justin Jefferson does not like fantasy managers, which is pretty damn funny. My suck on is who's who's to blame? Is it Canada or is it Pickett? Hmm. We got to hmm. we got to figure this out because Matt Canada finally got the axe. He's been booed at Penguins games, obviously at his own games, the Steelers. Um, but Pickett and they haven't what four hundred yards. They haven't done that in like years or something. They're the worst offense. They have the one of the better defenses. T.J. Watt obviously. Fitzpatrick. They've been outgained in every single one of their games this season, and yeah. they're eight and f- what are they? Six, six and four. They're six and four. Yeah. yeah. So they're obviously a wild card team at the moment. They're ahead of like the Bills, obviously the Bengals now. Um, but I saw a stat: three hundred fifteen quarterbacks have five hundred pass attempts since the merger. Only one has thrown a touchdown on fewer than two percent of his attempts. That is Kenny Pickett. Mm. Is it the play calling? Is it the is it the chicken or the egg? Because um, we're we're starting to like lean into I think hating on Bryce Young a little too much. I've become a Bryce Young as a as a sympathist. As a, um, yeah, well, like a uh, on the shoulder on the fence of a short king at five nine. I feel for <laughs> Bryce Young, mm-hmm. um, and he's just like the nice version of Kyler Murray, just little fragile. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's the likable version of Kyler Murray. Yeah, but, but, but a his, little slower. We'll slow his coaching situation. We'll see what the Panthers do with him, but it seems like Pickett. I, I don't know. I mean, Matt Cano is terrible. His resume sucked. I just, I, I kind of thought Kenny Pickett was going to work out last year was pretty impressive. That last like month or so stretch where they almost made it to the playoffs. And like, mm-hmm. I thought he was playing pretty well. Najee Harris also just died. Like what, what happened? What happened? He's, he's slower really than molasses. You know, he's just, Why? He, he catched the ball like coming. two yards behind the line of scrimmage and get one yard for negative one yard gain. It was so strange. It's so strange how talented Najee Harris is, and he cannot break through in the NFL. Yeah, yeah and Pickens, Deontay Johnson. I feel like they have probably the worst team that's above 500 at Week 12 in history of the NFL. I don't know. But weren't weren't they really Random bad guess. when they were like, weren't they 11 and 0 at one point, like two years ago? And everyone was like, they actually stink. Uh, that was when Ben. Yeah, Ben's last stand. All right, uh, Dawson, give me your stuck on. Um, I stuck on um, talking to the mic. Going back to the uh, baseball well. Um, yeah. the, Bra- the Braves are a uh, publicly traded company, and a couple weeks ago, <laughs> Warren Buffett invested in them, and he only invested eight million dollars. So I'm stuck on whether or not that's a good mm. thing that the greatest investor of all time believes in the Braves organization, but he's got a lot more than eight million dollars. Yeah, so what kind of up, bet Buffett. is that? Yeah, right. So does he really believe in this team? I don't know. Yeah, we I might want to knock on his Omaha, Nebraska door and be like, yo, dude, what's up? I'm driving. Um, yeah, it's got a lot of fans, you know, getting excited. These dingleberries, they see this thing with Warren Buffett invested in the Braves, and they don't realize what's going on. It's pretty comical. Um, obviously, the Braves <laughs> have been winning. They put rear ends in the seats. Mm-hmm. Um, they've actually had the best attendance in the last couple of years. They built the battery around the stadium in Atlanta. It's a hot spot. It makes money. And that's what what's Warren the Buffett battery? sees. Oh, so, you know, it's like the new age stadium building scenario. They build a stadium and they build like a community, restaurants, theaters, bars, Mm, hotels around it. They make it a destination, like not just the field, but the surroundings. You can come and get everything you need. And there's also activities going on throughout the year unrelated to baseball that are driving the bottom line for the team and the organization. Anyways, I'm stuck on it a little bit myself Mm -hmm. because it did give me hope. I'm like, if, if Buffett believes in this then that's that's a good thing. But I eh, can't quite figure out where he's going with it. 
Um, he's not buying us uh, uh, Yamamoto from Korea or Japan. He's, he's not buying us uh, Shohei Otani. Seems like he's buying high um, right now, you know? Like, Braves are Shohei's due gonna be, to collapse, yeah. aren't they? I mean, what, what, was, what, what <laughs> well, would it be? What's 350 mil to Buffett? I mean, just bring Otani in and, and then, you know, buy your stock can in the he, Braves. Can he buy into the – wait, okay, this is a good uh, – I have a question. Can you buy it? Can you buy like a small stake in a in a baseball team and then start paying to recruit players? No, he teams? only owns like one one thousandth of the of the company essentially at eight million, I think, because they're valued at whatever three billion dollars. So no, you think he's a baseball purist? He doesn't like their bullpen? I no, mean, no, no. I mean, here? if he wanted to have a say in things, he could. Um, That's true. He'd have to yeah. pony up though. Um, and that actually brings up a bigger question, Graham, if you have these publicly traded sports teams, um, mm. which the Packers have been doing it forever. But yeah, if you buy enough of it, I don't know. Um, do you start getting to make decisions? Good question. I don't know. I'd have to read the I got to ask Santa Claus for expendable income, <laughs> and then I can see what the Rangers got for me over there. The Rangers did the same thing. They built a battery. It's like, yeah, it's like baseball alcoholic gentrification of like an area around a baseball stadium. So yeah, it's like, exactly. There's like things to do. There's hotels. There's uh, Choctaw. Like they kept the old stadium up. It's where the XFL team plays. There's all these. It just looks like a completely different place. Like going to that Rangers game when Nolan Ryan beat the hell out of Rob Ventura in 92 or 3. It's like it was it was just like one crappy little stadium amongst a massive parking lot. Jerry World wasn't there. There was six flags was kind of like, you know, over the over the hill a bit. Yeah. And now it's like bumper to bumper hotel, business, restaurant, 7-Eleven. Boom, boom, boom. It's pretty wild. Yeah. The chain, the change that it happened over there. But like just like the because the Braves are what SunTrust is like five years old and ballpark globe life is only three years old. Yeah, so, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. My Real sto- estate talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was riveting. <laughs> um <laughs> commercial real estate sports. Yeah. Love it. Uh so I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna go back to the NFL. Thanks. So my, my stock on is the coaches <laughs> that are rumored to be on the hot seat. Now, some of them are obvious, some of them are silly, but there is a name mm-hmm. missing on this list that I'd like to bring up. But let me give you the list first. Frank Wright at Carolina is in his first year. People are calling for his head. This would be an unprecedented move, but I think it's been done before in the NFL history. Do you want to give Frank Wright more time in Carolina, trainer? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's I some gaping I mean, holes. His, they have, they need the so much. He, he was the OC or he was, yeah, he was the OC or he, has, he had a big, I don't know if he was the OC or the quarterback coach, maybe both when Nick Foles and the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl and then beat Tom Brady got the Colts got the Colts job beat Tom Brady that's the good news um and then it fizzled out with the Colts kind of like a Jim Irsay does a lot of pills you know doesn't really know how to be consistent as an owner I don't blame Frank Reich for losing that job yeah and now it's all like him and Bryce Young's fault immediately and it's like are we gonna they're gonna clean house with this kind of newer owner because the other one was like the old dude was like a racist who got kicked out like Donald Sterling right the other guy i think he complimented somebody's jeans oh he was a a pervert he's a a deshaun watson sorry um (laughs) so now we're looking at like are we just going to clean house get rid of the coach bring in jim harbaugh he can cheat he can steal signs and then we're just going to wipe we're going to throw bryce young to the wolves trade him for a fourth round pick and try to get caleb williams michael Penix, or drake may they don't have the local boy they don't have a first round pick the bears have it. oh that's right the bears they took everything 
Yeah. I forgot. There wasn't a, there's not a bears. Sorry. There's not a bears oh, yeah. win amount they can get to that. It reverses. No, I, no, dude. The bears at right now okay. have the second and third pick behind the Cardinals. I believe I haven't checked yeah, it's in not a Frank while. Ra- it's not Frank Reich's fault. Like what was Matt, Matt rule was terrible and he's in Nebraska. He can't even turn. He can't do anything with Nebraska. It's not like getting a new coach. Another, another like, you know, middle-aged white guy is going to like <laughs> change just turn turn around all right we got <laughs> we got a long list here brandon stately he should have been fired yesterday he's the head coach of the chargers are the chargers too cheap to to fire this guy he should have been gone yeah, yeah. dawson want to weigh in on brandon staley i don't know honestly i think he's just had a couple misses this year i, I don't think they're a terrible team defense has been a little better than expected um the chargers they've stink, had, they've had quite a few injuries though um, that's the Chargers every single year. The Chargers stink. Yeah, is that the head coach's fault? Yeah, because he goes for it on fourth and thirteen from his twenty yard line. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's it's a cool. similar that's... situation to Carolina, where if you're a Chargers fan and you really think that you're going to win all that much, then you're just delusional. Because <laughs> let's look at your history. It's like Cam Newton did some stuff. The Chargers have never done anything, as far as I can recall. Ladainian Thomas paid almost... for him for a little while. That was nice. Philip Rivers was great, but he had too many kids to win. And you know, I don't know, man. I think it's it's an it's an organizational thing. I think they all need a little bit more Warren Buffett in their lives. All right, Matt Eberflus, Chicago Bears head coach. Yeah, he needs to be fired. Trainer. Well, I, you know, I like Justin Fields, and he threw him under the bus at one point earlier in the season before Fields was out for a bit. Now he's back. Yeah, I think the Bears are pretty good. I, yeah, I think the Bears have a good enough roster if Fields is healthy and Eberflus is not done. He's he's uh, regressed. Fields's um progress and the yeah. way he's like changed they had like a Lamar Jackson um kind of offense to run around him last year and it, it kind of worked it was fun and now they just like changed everything I don't know and then he's yeah Eberflus should be gone but every Bears coach should be gone every year <laughs> yeah I mean that that roster alone was expected to be a top 10 team in the league going in this I season gonna go to the playoffs so I'm yeah you know, egg on my face <laughs> Ron <laughs> Riviera Washington DC he has been 100%. checked out for a while, it's the enemy's job next year, right? The most apathetic coach in the NFL, yeah, Ron just Rivera. won't, yeah. doesn't yeah. speak on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, the enemy's done a good job with B. Rob and Sam Howell, and I think he's shown maybe finally this he gets the the offense looks good, the defense they gutted the defense with trading <laughs> Sweat and Chase Young. So yeah, I think I think it's the enemy's time. And the name that's not on this list, as I scour the articles across the internet, Dennis Allen, the head coach of the Saints, not on this list. I think people are overlooking the Saints. They're five and five with the easiest schedule in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, gotta, Mark, I think we're we just got to change gears here. Yeah, we got talent. Yeah, that's true. This defense is pretty strong in New Orleans. I mean, solid. I mean, you're solid across the board in New Orleans. Um, so you could expect more. I think they'll win this week. Um, Has a coach ever yeah. won, in the, won a division and gotten fired? Uh, I'm sure it's probably happened. Maybe. That's a good maybe. point. It's a good point. We'll I mean, we'll find out. All right, let's let's move on. Uh, give me your quote slash question of the week, Trainer. Yeah, I mean, Derek Carr is not all his fault. I don't know what happened to that guy. He's uh, bad. Anyway. He was bad with Oakland. Well, he's just not a very good he's quarterback. Okay. He's okay. He's okay. Um, he's kind of bad with Oakland. He's okay with Vegas. Uh, this is not an eight and four job. You win the national championship, you'll get paid like a national championship coach. That's how we're putting this package together. 
Harbaugh? <laughs> who is no. Dabo? No, who 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 is our big who's our big boy? Who's our highlight oh, Jimbo, last week? Jimbo Fisher. This is uh Texan M AD Ross Bjork on how the new head coach contract will be incentivized. And I had to look at he said national championship. I had to go on a Wikipedia.com. And the last time AM won, they won three claimed national titles, and this is before World War II, so it's all claimed, it's hearsay. Uh, they won in 1919, 1927, and 1939. So do they have a pedigree to like they this even, is a school that should win national championships? Give me a break. They had to take down a national championship that they claimed in their stadium. They had like a year, a random year up there. I forgot what what year it was, and no. they they had they they just took it. They were like, actually, this is not true, and they had to take down the number. I mean, Alabama claims what nineteen? There was one yeah. year they went like eight and two in nineteen seventy five and claimed a national championship when they were AP top. Maybe they were 20 or something like that. So, yeah, but you would say, let's say Saban had a bad year and then they, or two bad years or whatever it takes, or they were like, this is a national championship type school that deserves to have incentive incentivizations. I don't know if that's a word. Putting a contract, Alabama should have national championship aspirations. Texas A&M is so delusional. It's hilarious. And their like marketing team put out a, like after Jimbo was fired, Teams Texas A&M, they said that they're 17-0 against Texas in-state schools, but they failed to mention that it was Sam Houston, SMU, Prairie View A&M, Rice, Lamar, San Antonio, UTEP, Texas State, and Abilene Christian. Yeah, you made some of those up. <laughs> like what? Like what, yeah. are, Those universities are large enough to have football programs? Apparently. They probably just have the what, – uh, what's the Friday Night Lights movie based off of? Permian, Permian yeah. yeah, they just have they just have all their washouts on their team and University Lamar of Texas, sound, San Antonio. Yeah, Prairie View A&M sounds fake. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> to add to this uh, in my uh, quote of the week, this was a tweet by a guy I'd never heard of, um, but it said Jimbo Fisher will be paid $26,301 every day for the next eight years by Texas A&M. That's so I want to awesome. be an I want to be a fired SEC football ca- coach in my next life. I, I might just tr- try to go for it. I might just like make up a resume, <laughs> fail my way to the top, get what? fat. I mean, and Jimbo, a football coach. Yeah. In all of this, Jimbo is the winner. Yeah. Jimbo is the yeah. winner. His agent is laughing all the way to the bank. That's <laughs> so you good. Should, you should convince Ward to like write that at school as like his career aspiration a, a failed SEC coach when I grow <laughs> yeah. up. Or whatever, you're like an astronaut or a doctor or a, <laughs> a failed, failed SEC, SEC West coach. I'm going to be a millionaire when I get fired at 55 years old and not work for the rest of my life. Precisely. I'll just give him one caveat. So That'll dope. be just don't speak as fast as Jimbo, and then you might have a career on TV afterwards, buddy. Um, yeah. Jimbo, fast talker. Didn't realize that. He is a little bit. Huh. Uh, I guess I'll excited. All right, I have things. a question I'm going to pose to you too. Me too. What? Oh, I get excited and talk. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we have that in common. Right, 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 right. Are the Broncos uh, still going to draft a quarterback despite their recent success? They're now 500. Sean Payton has definitely figured some things out in Denver. And I think one of those things is he's not letting Russell Wilson throw the ball that much. Do, does John Elway draft a QB this draft, trainer, without deep? Without deep, this draft class is in QBs. It's a fair question. Um, I saw a mock draft earlier that was hilarious. I think eight quarterbacks went in the top in the first round. So I I don't know how deep quarterback is in terms of if they can get somebody in the second, third, 
I don't know how many, I don't know what picks they have anymore. They should, they should just go ahead and draft like a so-and-so from, I don't know, like who's a, like Cam Ward from Washington state. Who's like his, my, my, my ex favorite player. Um, stocks declined. He'll probably end up being what, like a third or fourth round pick. Like just, you know, just get him to, you know, get him in the, uh, did you see who's starting for the, the, the jets this week? I can't even Tommy remember his Boyle? name. He yes, played in Boyle. the he played in like the Ohio he, S- State Valley Conference for a couple of years. He's literally he failed with, at every level of football he has played, and he's, and he's sometime, a, somehow starting for an NFL football team. It is mind bending. <laughs> like, there's got to be somebody better out there. I thought it was a mistake. I was like, <laughs> you can play quarterback in the NFL. You need to get Ward in the backyard, start throwing that football around. I got him for his birthday. I'm like, man. what kind no, of lottery coach. did this guy win? A coach. Oh well, he, QB QB of Tom. the Ohio State Valley turn coach. T- Timmy Tom Timmy Tommy. His name's Tim Boyle. At UConn, I had this up earlier. One touchdown, 13 interceptions, and a 48.4 completion percentage at UConn, and he's the NFL starting quarterback for a team that was supposed to go to the playoffs this year, even though Aaron Rodgers towards the Keeleys, but well, and, and, and his other stats at every other level are, are the exact same. It, none yeah. of it makes sense. Make it make sense. The guy is not any good, but he, he must just look, he's got all the tools. Must be good in practice. Tools. I don't know. Good. He's a real try hard. Hard to say. He's got all the tools. Is he six, four and looks good throwing the ball in shorts? Yeah, exactly. That's all I can figure. What's funny is that Ryan Rosillo brought this up and he's, you know, uh former, uh, almost guest of this podcast. We won't so- still sore subject. We should get a banner. Put a banner up for that. <laughs> if it wasn't for his key card working on the wrong hotel door, we'd have Ryan Rosillo in this beast. Um, where was? Oh, he talks about how the NFL just recycles through quarterbacks with him never seeing the field. Like we'll bring up Sam Ellinger again. He might never see the field again, and they only. And he's one of the quarterbacks that actually had some playing time. They rifled through quarterbacks without getting any game reps. And it's just funny to think how much talent has gone to waste or been unfound because the NFL is like, well, he's been in the building for a while and he hasn't done anything. So let's just get rid of him and see if the next guy wows us. Yeah. And then the counterpoint to that is the Geno Smiths of the world. Yeah. Because he could have been the same a Sam Ellinger. He got punched in the mouth and broke his jaw. And here he is. Um, So he should be proof that they should maybe give these guys a little time. Yeah, I I don't I don't understand how that logic works. All right, give me another. Yeah, sorry, another part of that spectrum. Brock Purdy, Mister Relevant, who obviously has one of the best supporting casts Mm -hmm. that any quarterback could ask for, but he still has. I thought he was going to turn into a pumpkin, but now let me pull this up (laughs) if I can scroll down to it correctly. He has the highest QB rating in his first 15 career starts in NFL history ahead of Patrick Mahomes and Kurt Warner. Whoa. Well, there's something to be said about how much Brock Purdy played college football. He played 10 years of college football at Iowa State. But he could be Tim Boyle. Right. But, I mean, yeah, he probably played better at Iowa State than Tim Boyle played at UConn or whatever other school. Yeah. So. All right, trainer, give me your go to the week. Uh, Mine is uh, Micah Parsons. Yeah, he's pretty way. good. Well, he's pretty he's, good. He's my he's my good goat. I don't know if you guys know what this is. He says he threw up twice during Sunday's game because he dry scooped pre-workout. Have you guys ever heard of dry scooping? Is that the same thing as like eating Tide Pods? Kind of. Uh, I had to look it up. It's like eating the workout powder. And it's kind of like you oh, did not too mixing much. it up? Like Yeah. Is this like yeah. Gatorade powder that you just put in your mouth? More, something like that. Yeah. Some sort of like yeah, he he. It was like he uh, free based it. He went straight to the to the uh, 
the, the, what's the trade. Like, <laughs> yeah, back in so, my uh, um, outdoor <laughs> guiding days, we used to call um, taking straight emergencies to the dome uh, called mountain fizzies. <laughs> so that's what he did. Like basically. rock pops? Yeah, but with an emergency. But yeah, he took pre-workout. Uh, we'll call it jockstrap yeah. fizzies, maybe. I don't know. Love it. <laughs> Yeah, I would throw up too. <laughs> that makes him a little more normal. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna try something new. Give me that. Yeah. Give me Jack. And he was like, holy smokes, I've done that. this is too much. My bad, my bad goat. Uh unfortunately not a bad guy, but he tore his Achilles trying to shoot a shot from half court at the Lakers game. <laughs> his name's Anthony. I don't know. Did you guys see that? that was yes, I did. This poor guy. You were telling me like a fan like would win a win a car yeah. type shot. Yeah, yeah, 55k from half court you know, totally whiffed. And then he's like, Oh, and he goes down and it's like, Oh, it's not just like he tripped on something. He's like walking around like, you know, Aaron Rodgers and the jets home opener. It's like, uh Oh Oh, no. What a, you had your 15 minutes of fame and you tore your Achilles. Did the Lakers almost have stuck on, do the Lakers pay him anyway? Uh, (laughs) or is that too? (laughs) They sue him for the court trophy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, There's like, uh, well, don't sue us. Here's, here's 10 K. All right, Dawson, give me your go to the week. Uh, Jalen Carter last night, uh, I believe it was towards the end of the game. At some point, Patrick Mahomes was trying to uh, spike the ball, stop the clock, and he dove under the center's legs to try to intercept. I've Patrick seen this, Mahomes move. I've seen this move before. And it hit him in the hands. It was a beautiful thing. He's also a dog and probably the greatest interior defensive lineman uh, to come around since that dude that plays for the Rams, uh, Aaron Donald. Um, it was awesome. I was like, I, and I know it. this has been done before. It's been done but like I just, once or twice. I, I, it just, it, it dawned on me. I, this is the first time I'd seen it though. I was blown away and he's a beast. And I was like, of course he's going to start pulling this stuff off. Yeah. He is very, I mean, he's naturally gifted. He obviously works hard too. Cause you can't be in the NFL and not work hard, but that guy is an animal. He is. Yeah. He's a good story. Cause he was obviously drone not drone. He was kind of drugged through the mud for what happened. And then it was like, he's crying on draft day and now he's turned everything around. He's probably the biggest steal of the draft. This yeah, so probably far. so not to yeah. revisit that. I mean, in his life. Pick. Yeah. No, I know. I just, you know, it's good. It's good that he's like, the Eagles just and, collect Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. They're like, let's grab him. He's going to crush. And the Eagles it. are the sec. If you, if you really break it down, AJ Brown, <laughs> Devontae Smith, Jalen hurts, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Jordan Davis, um, that's only Alabama and Georgia players. Out there. Uh, Aaron Nol- Nolan Smith, uh, <laughs> Dean. There's a linebacker, Georgia kid. Yeah, yeah. the list goes. Jay Swift, DeAndre Swift, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. Swift. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. I can't. All the skill positions. I'm a positions. Georgia fan. I can't even keep up with all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the skill positions are SEC the players. Philadelphia Bulldogs. They traded for him, but you know, same yeah, thing. Yeah, same same thing. thing. Got to collect them all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a yeah. good strategy. Transfer portal. The GM just comes in one day and is like, "We've been <laughs> overthinking this." Just draft SEC players. Like, oh, that's a good idea. My go to the week. He was my go to the week earlier in the season for kicking a field goal, 60-yard field goal to beat Kansas State. Ah. Harrison Mevis, the thicker kicker, 5'11", 243 pounds, hit another game winner as time expired to beat Florida 33-31. And you know what he did to celebrate? He gator-chomped his way off the field in Columbia, Missouri. Or Columbus, Missouri. I don't know. Either way, it is nice to see a thicker kicker troll the Gators by winning just just his big body and small arms 
just chomping away, mocking the Gators on their way back to Florida. Yeah, there's not much that makes me happier in life than to see somebody put the Gators in their place and then just laugh in their face while they're doing it. Yeah. Those toothless, jort-wearing goobers just don't know how to handle <laughs> themselves when people do that to them. And the thicker kicker just they get put so it on display. It was pissed. so good, man. I lost it. I was pumped. There's, good for him. Is there another, besides like horns down and the Gator chomp, in in like a sarcastic way like Mevis did is there another celebration that's so easily thrown back in your face <sighs> it's just like I mean, oh the, yeah this huge... the Miami you know you know how I felt the blood boiling of the Miami turnover chain that got retired <laughs> oh god <laughs> but that like is that as bad as the UT trash can Tennessee that is well they, everyone had their moment with the turnover <laughs> celebrations but I'm talking like a celebration yeah, that you just see long long term long term like the to- I mean, I don't want to offend Dawson, but Florida State's tomahawk chop is that? I was thinking the chop. I was thinking Dude. the chop as well, but yeah, but that is electric. When you look, when they do a sky view of Florida State, everyone's in their maroon, just chant doing the the chop. It's that's an electric chant. You can't take that. The, when the Braves do it, it's electric. Like that's that's a chant that's yeah. like very hard to throw back. I mean, if I see another like Sperry wearing Georgia kid and some like athletic what a golf shirt and khaki pants barking on their hands and knees i might throw up but that's no one in their right mind would bark back at a georgia bulldog fan uh, i just can't wait Alabama? till one day somebody gets smart enough to do like the arm they're ra- i'm raising an arm and doing the elephant trunk sound at alabama it is like the, the, yeah that that I mean maybe that, that would work odd. maybe that would work is there another elephant mascot in, in, in sports? Not sure how Alabama got to got to elephant. Not not sure at all. It doesn't I'll get made fun of, but I mean Texas Tech's guns up. But they it used to be. I mean I remember it was called guns up grades down. That was their motto, which was yeah. really funny. But nobody makes fun of the guns up thing. But that's that's a cool one that doesn't get thrown back in their face. There's really not that many. Texas has too many. Like Giga Maggie's. There's a horn frog one. There's like a Baylor bear like paw one. There's a lot of stupid ones that people just don't know about in the state. The gigum thing makes me everything about Texas A&M makes me cringe recently. Everything. Yeah, makes my skin crawl. They're like Dan Campbell went to Texas A&M. He'll probably take the job. Like what? The mo- the the best offense in the NFL. He's just gonna get rid of that and, <laughs> and come to Texas A&M and get sit in the heat and go to he's women's uh, excuse me go to recruits living rooms and convince their mothers he's gonna turn them into men. Like I don't think he wants to do that. Yeah, he's going to win a Super Bowl with the Lions this year, and he's going to go to Texas A&M. Yeah, give me a <laughs> well, you know, Texas A&M, their roots run deep. Shut up. Well, Shut up. He knows that if he fails, he has a great retirement plan. So, Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, just, he's He might just earn your- a lifetime contract if he wins a playoff game in Detroit. Love that guy. All right, we got uh, to move on. Yeah. We got to get to the Baker's Dozen. Now, we'll, we'll start this segment. We will end it on the podcast because it will not be short enough to make it onto the radio. So download our podcast, wherever podcasts are available. We are Teton Sports Talk. We're going to get through as much as we can, and then I'm going to sign off. For those listening to the podcast, it's going to be a seamless transition. You're not even going to notice besides the sign-off, and then we'll keep talking. My apologies. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. Just the two of us, we do it. Yeah, just the two of us. Um, this is where we got to start. We got to start here. The most overrated game because the Big Ten is all garbage this year. Ohio State, number two in the country. They're 11 and 0. Their best win is Notre Dame? Duke? Uh, 
No. Dude's, Dude's not good. Uh, uh, Notre Dame, yep, at home. And Bare- I for- barely beat him. Yeah, barely beat him. And then we have the sign-stealing cheaters of Ann Arbor, number three, Michigan, at 11-0. and 0. Their, their head coach has been suspended for the depths of the espionage that's been going on in Ann Arbor. Someone tried to uh, destroy evidence, and uh, he got fired. Harbaugh went to the hearing with all these lawyers and – and the attorney general and everything, and just said, okay, I'll take my suspension, and rolled over like a dead dog and didn't fight it at all. And now they play each other. Michigan's favored by three. J.J. McCarthy, pretty overrated Heisman candidate, in my opinion. Uh, Sharon Moore is going to be taking the play calling. He's been conservative at best when it comes to J.J. McCarthy. He um, And then we have Ryan Day, who got born on third and thought he hit a triple with his quarterback, Kyle McCord, who's average at best. Trainer, what do you think about this game? Did y'all like the I Big mean, Ten this, trashing I just did there? Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. The most, the that two, was well done. It was well done. Yeah. I, love, I mean, the drama is awesome. Michigan uh, is currently in possession of documents that could link the private – and we already covered this a little bit, but link the private investigations behind the sign stealing scandal back to Ohio state. Cause we think it's Ryan day. We yeah. Shout out to yeah. shout out to Ryan day's brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ryan day's brother. They're never um, going to catch us. It's your brother, dude. <laughs> it's your brother. Paul, Paul Feinbaum, Massey's boy says he, I will refuse to recognize Michigan as a national champion. Paul if, if Feinbaum. Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> Paul Feinbaum rode Nick Saban's coattails to the top. Well, actually more importantly, he rode his collars his crazy callers all the way to a job at ESPN from Birmingham, Alabama, or wherever he resided. And now he's going after Michigan. Yeah. I've been dealing with Paul Feinbaum my whole life. So welcome Michigan to the club. Like this is the first time you've heard Paul Feinbaum troll somebody. Like, like (laughs) he's a cultural icon. Yeah, dude. Oh no. He's a businessman. He's just, he's getting Ohio state fans in his corner now too. He's going to make more money because Ohio state fans love him. Yeah, um, it's. I mean, he's he said Nick Saban's dynasty was done probably one thousand times. Yeah, hundred wow. percent. All right, back to and the game. Not. Back to the game. Back to the game. It's Sorry. not. Don't have not. Me. The Wolverines, as a favorite, have not beaten the Buckeyes since two thousand eleven. Hmm. Saw that. Um, so Sharon Moore, he's got he's got to take over play calling. Obviously, Buckeyes have allowed seventeen points or less in every game this season. The spread, did you cover it? Three, Michigan three? Yeah. Right? Yeah, Michigan yeah. three. I'm going to go Ohio State just to cover. And I do think Ohio State is going to win. I think finally it'll catch up to them. Harbaugh not being on the – not being able to coach for, what, six games total this season is wild mm-hmm. to start. It's like he's bookended the season. So, yeah, I just kind of want to – I kind of want to get rid – just like the Astros, I want to get rid of the of the turds and just move on. So I want Ohio State to win. What say you, Dawson? Yeah, I think it's pretty simple. Um, Michigan, as we all know, has played a pretty lackluster schedule. Yes, they've played um, one game this whole year at 11-0. I'll say this. I say bet the under. Um, in yep. addition to that, uh, this will be the best defense Michigan has played. This will yeah. be the best defense I think Ohio State has played. I think that we look back to the game that Michigan played last week against Maryland. Um, they had little Tonga and mm-hmm. the Maryland offense, who really held up pretty well to him. And I think this interim head coach, whatever we're calling him for Michigan, is just run, run, run. J.J.'s not very good. Um, I don't think they're going to score much. And I think uh, it's too bad that that's Kyle McCord cap for Ohio State's not very good. But nonetheless, I think Marvin Harrison uh, takes a, 
Ohio State over the top. And if he doesn't, it'll be darn close. And so, yeah, I think they're going to cover. I think it's going to be pretty darn tight. But I think Marvin Harrison um, needs one play. That's a, I, that, they, that's it. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. I don't think he's got to do much. J.J. McCarthy in his last two games has thrown a total of 19 passes. He threw seven passes at Penn State for 60 yards. 20 of those yards were on one pass. So he basically he had 40 yards passing. In Maryland, he went 12 for 23 for 141 yards and a pick. Michigan can run the ball. Ohio State, they've started to be able to run the ball. Where Trevion Henderson yeah. for Ohio State, 10 tutties. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., over 1,000 yards, 13 touchdowns. Blake Corum for Michigan, 20 touchdowns, 880 yards, 888 yards. It's going to be a lot of run. It's going to be gross. It's going to be the the in the in one in the trenches, and this is not what we're used to seeing. I think Michigan is going to struggle, especially since J.J. McCarthy does not have the, the plays that Ohio State's running. If you remember last year, he had, what was it, three play action three play action passes mm. and that was basically the game both all three of those went yeah, for scores he's not going to be able to have that because they don't have their signals i like ohio state and the points moving on number 15 oregon state coming on off a loss a close loss two-point loss to washington the number four team in the country they are playing at oregon who is number six oregon is favored 13 and a half points bo nix Leading the Heisman if Jaden Daniels of LSU doesn't get it because he scored eight touchdowns against Georgia State. Um, Dan Lanning has Oregon in absolute laser focus. We're going to mess everybody up that we play. They beat Arizona State last week. I think they scored 42 points in the first half. Oregon State coming off that emotional loss against Washington in the rain. What say you, trainer? Oregon is favored by 13 and a half. That's a lot of points. I feel like, yeah, I love how Oregon State's played and kept up this year. Uh, I saw some good news. Oregon State and Washington State will be allowed to compete as the two-team Pac-12 for the 2024 and 2025 season. So the Pac-12 is not dead, guys. We thought it was. <laughs> right. and they're going to try to they're going to try to bring in some schools like UConn or whoever else, you know. Yeah, and the Apple it'll, Cup's it'll, good through 2028, I think. So hey, we're go. good, guys. Right. Guys, I digress. we saved it. We saved it. Big Apple Cup guy. Um, this is one of the, I think it's number four on the historical historical rivalries in terms of how many times they played each other. It's 127th meeting. Um, it'll be the last one unless they, well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be the last one at least consistently. UVA is number two, UNC in Virginia. So Minnesota, Wisconsin, number one. Fun fact. Um, Great facts. I feel that Oregon State's defense and the way that they played teams close, I got to go to Oregon State. Beavers on the road to cover 13 and a half, which seems like a lot. I mean, Oregon has scored 35 points a game in their five-game winning streak, which is admirable. Dawson? Oregon State. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with Graham. Um, with that said, I think Oregon State, they got a lot of grit. Uh, I think that's that's obvious, and I think that's gotten them – I forget their coach's name right now, but he's done Jonathan a really good – Smith. Um, he's done a really good job. He, he, he gets the boys hyped every week. They play hard. Um, with that said, I just feel like Kirby Jr., sorry, Dan Lanning, um, is really putting it together. So I, I still think it's going to be an Oregon State cover, but I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon kind of runs away with this one. Blows the door off of them. I'm banking yeah. on you, Oregon, for continuing your just absolute machine run these last couple of weeks. 
Um, Can't believe okay. I'm saying that about a Bo Nix-led team. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I know. Bo Nix? Well, he's, he's started more <laughs> games in college than anybody else. Hey, but Auburn's tears are tasty. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Sports fans, listening to us on the radio, that is all the time we have for you. If you'd like to continue listening to our prediction, we have 15, 14 more. Download our podcast wherever podcasts are available. All right, that's it. And that's all, radio listeners. Podcast listeners. Hold on. All right. All right. I think that worked. Podcast listeners, we're going to – what's next? Bama. Number, this is done. Number, yeah, I know. We didn't get to fit – we didn't fit Bama into the damn show on, on the air, so – Sorry to Massey. <laughs> it happens. We're, we're closer geographically to Oregon anyway. So, um, yeah, the listeners, the listeners want to hear about Oregon. Number totally. eight, Alabama <laughs> or their number seven. We're taping this on a Tuesday before Thanksgiving and the poll just came out. So I don't know what is accurate. Favored by 14 and a half at Auburn. Saban's got Bama going. They, they, they are red hot right now. While they're not beating the brakes off of people like Georgia and Oregon, they are winning games soundly. They go to Auburn, Harvard on the highway with Hugh Freeze, that morally bankrupt man who likes to call uh, ladies of the night and their, and their mm. transfer quarterback, Peyton Thorne, who's done absolutely nothing. Last week, Auburn uh, got beat by uh, New, New Mexico, Mexico State. State? Great coach Ooh, down there in they, New Mexico. They paid, uh, they paid New Mexico State $1.8 million to come into Jordan-Hare and beat them like a drum, 31-10. to 10. Auburn is inept at football. Right now, you usually see signs of improvement in a first-year head coach, especially later in the season, especially against a more inferior opponent. And they look like trash. What say you, trainer? Bama, 14-and-a-half on the road. <clears throat> Crimson Tide have won by 14 points or more in four straight games under Saban in the Iron Bowl. Oh, but Crimson Tide haven't won by that margin at Jordan-Hare Stadium since 2015. Mm. Final tune-up for the Georgia game in Atlanta. Did you see the thing about the Auburn? I mean, I'm sure, you know, it's one one jerk on the internet, but like an Auburn fan encouraging their children to be Alabama fans after the loss to New Mexico State. It's kind of funny. <laughs> what? You know, like, Move out of the state, well, please. They were just like, I want you to be happy, kids. Auburn's terrible. Alabama's good. I knew Matthew would like this. So they just sit down up. in his field, so down and out. He's 13 Michelob Ultras deep and is like, kids, I just can't do it anymore. Go on. Go on without me. He's just going to crawl across through you fall into the Georgia yeah. boundaries. Bama, Bama by 24. So, yeah, over the spread. Okay, Dawson, what say you? Yeah, Bama over the spread for sure. Um, I I will be surprised if Jerry Kill, the New Mexico State head coach, isn't the head coach of Texas A&M last year. That guy rocks. Um, he's Aggies. old though. Aggie, he's old Aggies though. Aggies. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I I am scared of Alabama right now. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Um, I think Auburn's quit. I think they're done. And uh, yeah, I think they're gonna get smashed. I brought so. it up earlier. Bama is a covering machine. I'm going to take Bama and the points. Yep. Washington State, five and six, lost five in a row before beating Colorado to break that streak at Washington, where Michael Penix is winning. He's winning games. Um, it helps that he has a Dunze as his wide receiver. Now they haven't been blowing people out, and they're favored by 16 and a half points at home. What say you, trainer? 
Whew. Washington won a 51 to 33 shootout last season. Cam Ward did get as a get right. Well, I guess everybody's a get everybody uses Colorado nowadays as a get right game. Yep. So they've got a little momentum going to this. Washington has been, yeah, they're eking them out and they just got to number four. So there's a lot at stake here. They picked them to be the 14. They dropped Florida State, as we talked about earlier. I'm a wazoo guy through and through. Let's just go, let's go, Cam Ward. All right. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Dawson, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I'd like to make this show more interesting and uh, disagree, but I completely agree with everything Trainer says. And um, yeah, I know. I, I, we're on the same page on this one. I just think Washington State, again, the Apple Cup, they got a chip on their shoulder. They're only one of two teams left in the Pac 12. Um, I think that's they, they feel like little brother, and I think they're going to come out fighting. I think Washington has been kind of playing with their food a little bit and gotten away with it. And, um, yeah, I think Washington State's probably going to lose. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if they won, though. I just got a feeling. Really? Just got a feeling. They're going to be playing hard. Um, I'll go opposite. I think Washington has been eking by. I think – wait, y'all y'all took Washington State, uh, Washington right? State in the points. I got them to cover plus 16 and a half. I don't know if they'll win. Okay, whatever. I'll just go opposite – Michael Penix has been my guy all year. He's let me down when it comes to covering spreads all year long. I'm just going to chase my losses there and go Washington. All right. We're going down to the swamp. Number five, FSU, favored by six and a half points at Florida. FSU is 11 and 0. Florida, five and six. Could get bowl eligible. Now, here is something that we never saw coming into this week. We have Tate Rotomaker for FSU playing quarterback and Max Brown playing quarterback in uh, lieu of Graham Mertz, two new QBs, FSU's defense and running backs better come ready to play because Tate has never seen anything like the swamp will be as the swamp is going to be in. Where do they play? Jacksonville. Nope. Gainesville. Gainesville. (laughs) Yep. Uh, It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I think FSU is in a little bit of trouble here. I think the, the, the six and a half points says that. Otherwise, they'd be 21 points. Remember, Florida got the piss beat out of them by Arkansas, and Arkansas is really bad. What do you think about this game, Trainer? Oof. Florida's played a lot better in the swamp, obviously, as Massey said. I I feel like to make the show more interesting for Sweeps Week, one of y'all should go first. Dawson, I'll go. Yeah, you know, I, um, I initially, my feeling is Florida's going to cover this. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and it's kind of based on sure the Jordan Travis injury, of course, Graham Merce for Florida got injured as well. Um, I just feel like Florida state has just not been really dialed lately. They hadn't really been playing that hard. They haven't looked that good, but then I go look back at their scores and they're winning pretty handily, not necessarily against great competition, but they're winning pretty handily. Um, my gut tells me Florida will cover. With that said, though, I think this Florida State team, I think they're going to rally around the injury of Jordan Travis. I think those boys have been playing hard all year, which has gotten them where they are. Like they're 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 rallying around old Norvell and they got it going. So I, you know, I, I think they may cover this one. Florida has been pretty garbage. Garbage after all. Garbage. Um so wouldn't surprise me if that would ha- that's what happens. So I'm gonna take Florida State and 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 the points yeah. as well. I think this is the sort of like win one for the skipper type game. I think that's what mm. we're dealing with Florida State. I think they're going to have plenty of bulletin board material because they dropped from that number four spot to the number five spot after beating the pants off an inferior opponent. What do you think, trainer? 
Yeah, I think it's best for ratings that I pick Florida. Uh, Tebow, soft hands, looked great in joggers that night we met. I, I'm, yeah, I'll just stick with Florida. We're good. Six and five, Kentucky. Mark Stoops and Devin Leary have been disappointing. Devin Leary had some good years at NC State, and he is not looking good in the Stoops system. They're playing at Louisville, who has earned the right to represent uh, – I was about to say the ACC Coastal, but they don't even have divisions. Represent Louisville? In the ACC championship, Jeff Brom possibly, <laughs> possibly coach candidate for coach the of the state year. of Kentucky. They can represent the state of Kentucky. Represent the, the state of Kentucky. <laughs> They're eleven one. They have an inexplicable loss to Pitt earlier in the year. Louisville has got an over a thousand yard rusher, and and they are looking like looking like they are advertised good as advertised. Mm-hmm. It's getting late, guys. It's getting late. All right. Louisville's favored by seven. I got Louisville all day. What do you say, trainer? Wildcats have won four in a row Whoa. in the series. Kentucky has lost five of the, of the yeah, Kentucky has lost five of six games this season. But I feel like a lot of those games have been pretty close. And this is a this is a rivalry. Louisville's been hanging on for dear life, almost losing to Virginia and then almost losing at Miami. So I'll take Kentucky to, to cover. SEC is better than the ACC, right, guys? Right. Being an SEC coach is better than uh, a fired SEC, co- SEC coach being better than a fired ACC coach. Um, we should never bet together, trainer, because I agree completely. <laughs> uh, but I do – I think the uh, kind of the uh, the thing that's sticking with me is that this is Kentucky's Super Bowl. Mm. Um, they play tough. Louisville's been playing some close games lately, maybe getting a little sloppy. I don't, Again, I don't know that Louisville will win, but I think it's going to be a tight one that gets mm. uh, decided late. So I got Kentucky covering the points. Wild card game of the week. We're taking it back to Charlottesville. Virginia Tech, five and six. They're favored by three on the road, playing Virginia three and eight. Like I said earlier, they beat William and Mary, Duke, and UNC. Covered, though, covered eight times. Tony Elliott, for how much we've trashed Tony Elliott, he really has these guys playing hard. They have a star receiver in Malik Washington. He's got 96 receptions for 1,300 yards and nine touchdowns. UVA has covered the spread eight times this season. Give me the Cavaliers minus three at home against Virginia Tech. Plus three. Oh, man. Or excuse me, plus three. Yeah, take those points, sir. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I feel like Michael Parsons after – Dry scooping, I'll, I'll vomit myself. But the hokey, the hokies. So yeah, Virginia. Give me Virginia. <laughs> Dawson. Heck yeah, Virginia. Our beloved Cavaliers. <laughs> All right, let's go to our NFL slate. Bills at Eagles. Bills have they they people are talking about they've resurrected themselves with their win last week. The Eagles, though, coming off a big win over the Chiefs on Monday Night Football, they're favored by three and a half at home. I like to see the Eagles keep this thing rolling. They're the they're the best team in the NFC, maybe the Niners, but they're definitely in the top five of all these of all these teams in the NFL. Give me the Eagles by three and a half. Trainer. Whew. I did like what at least the Bills did to the Jets defense. I knew the offense of the Jets wouldn't do anything. They beat them 32 to 6. The Bills really haven't played anybody in a while. I mean, they played kind of like a obviously a hidden injury version of Joe Burrow. They yep. beat the Broncos, who are somehow a wild, or they lost the Broncos. Sorry, they lost the Bengals too. They lost to the Broncos, who are somehow a wild card team this year. 
and they beat Tampa Bay and lost to the to the Patriots. Man, what a disappointing Strange. season. Um, I guess give me Bills to cover. Uh, plus, yeah, they'll they'll lose by a field goal to the Eagles. Dogs. Yeah, I got the Eagles all day. This this Bills defense. I mean the the the, the Jets. Yeah, they've got a solid defense. The Bills look pretty pretty good against them at home. Uh, they're on the road against the Eagles. The Seagulls defense is in line with Jets easily, if not better, much better offense. I got the Philadelphia smashing them. I'm not I'm not sold that this was a get right game for the Bills last week. Me, I think yeah. they're gonna continue falling on hard times defensively, in particular, injuries, etc. And the Eagles. They're behind cover. the Raiders. What in the standings right now? Yes, the Raiders. <laughs> um. I don't, let's do a quick little uh, around the horn. Tush push, fair or foul? Stop it. <laughs> other teams can't. Oh, other teams can't execute yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Other teams can't yeah, execute yeah. it. So you're gonna have to stop it first. You have, you yeah. have the perfect personnel for it. What what is illegal about the play? Oh, running running the it, ball hard. What? Yeah, in agreement. It, it feels no. I agree with y'all. It feels like a get rid of the shift in baseball play that's going to go away in a year or something. But I don't think it's a problem. I mean, I don't, I don't fault the Eagles. I never fault Jalen Hurts for anything. No. So. I mean, I mean, haven't we all been watching football our whole lives and wondering why something like this hasn't been done already? Yeah. yeah. A because little bit. If they could totally. do it already, then they would already be doing it. Like over the years, there's been the occasional running back that's picked up by an offensive lineman and carried into the end zone. You're like, well, sure, duh. <laughs> that that was, seems yeah, pretty well, easy. Let's do that. And more. there was, there was the Bush push with Matt Leinart against Notre Dame. That was 500 years ago. And like, nobody ever wanted to adopt that and perfect right. it in the NFL. It's kind of weird. Purist. All right. Jacksonville <laughs> on the road at the Texans, Jacksonville favored by a point and a half. The Texans are, they're playing red hot. I forgot what they did last week. Were they on a buy? No, they weren't no, on a buy. They lost. They won. Beat they eke it Tennessee. Out? Yeah, they beat the they Titans did. 34. To, you talk about Jacksonville. They beat the Titans 34 to 14. No, the they Texans eked it the, out against the Cardinals, Arizona last week. Oh, I'm week. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. The Texans are on a three game heater right now. Uh, Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, and Arizona. Give me the Texans at home uh, and the points. Trainer. Ooh. Uh, only four teams have yet to appear in the Super Bowl the Browns. The Lions and these two teams. So oh. it's exciting. All these teams are actually at the playoffs start of the day. We'll all be in the playoffs. Uh, oh, they're the best losers. All right. Yeah. See some new, see some new, uh, new blood. Jags, I feel like they have the uh, CJ Stroud's awesome. He's played so well this year. I, I like the Jags to win on the road. Um, I lost my confidence in CJ Stroud last week throwing three picks. Um, it was good for him. It, it scared me a little <laughs> bit. Uh, maybe uh, Trevor Lawrence has figured it out. Uh, so I got the Jags minus one and a half. 49ers favored by six and a half on the road. The Geno Smith list Seahawks, or is he playing? Do we know? I think he's playing. 49ers, six and a half. Kyle Shanahan, uh, Brock Purdy. They are pretty unstoppable right now with the return of Dabo and Trent Williams. I'll take the 49ers by a touchdown. Am I just picking favorites? Yeah, I am. Give me the 49ers by a touchdown. Niners. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got to take some points again like you did with UVA. Um, let's see here. 49ers, they've definitely gotten back off the mat, beat the hell out of the Jags. They beat Tampa Bay after that three-game losing streak. The Seahawks, 
I mean, losing the Rams and Geno Smith's banged up. Yeah. I mean, Niners. Yeah. It was like a three game losing streak that was somewhat inexplicable. And then two weeks ago, week 10, God, who was it that they beat? Um, oh, against the Jags. God, they made that Jags offense look like just little children. <laughs> that D line for the Niners was unstoppable. It was, it was like- incredible. They were, they're back, baby. They're back. So I don't know how. Uh, Seahawks are going to deal with it. Seahawks have like a solid defense, but mm, I think the Niners are back. Yeah, it's the Niners are Ichiro, and the rest of the NFC West is the uh, the young ladies of the high school. <laughs> the it Japanese high school. It was an all star team, okay, the trainer. J- it was an all star team. It was the Japanese high school girls all star team, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. Browns at Broncos. Broncos favored by two and a half. I have no idea. I don't. What are the what are the Browns? I I don't know. Besides all Miles Garrett, um, is Joe Flacco going to start for the Browns? Trainer, what's your feeling about the Broncos being favored at two and a half at home? Did you say Joe Flacco's on the Browns? He is. He is. What happened to DTR? I think he's, he's there starting too. though. I think Start DTR. PJ. <laughs> Dude, Browns just rifling through quarterbacks. You have to have uh, Joe Flacco must be an all-time glue guy to be like, yo, you just mind coming out of retirement and <laughs> hanging around the locker room and and trying to hype some of these young kids up? They're scared to death. I always wonder, like, has he been staying loose in retirement? <laughs> like, has he really been? Oh, I might go work out. Like, is he throwing balls at trees like RG three? I mean, I doubt it. No. Sure. Like, no. I heard he joined a, a yoga studio. Oh. <laughs> Very nice. Right. Do you think, uh, if he's if, if he starts for the Browns, will the Ravens fans like denounce his Super Bowl win? No, maybe. Pretty oh, harsh. I, uh, what, did you pick if, you a, if you win a Super Bowl, I I, I defer to you because I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. Oh man, I mean the Browns. Okay, yeah, the Browns defense. The Broncos after Sunday, the longest winning streak in the NFL belongs to the Broncos. That means today. So the Broncos are on a heater, but the Browns will be the cooler. I don't think the Brown. I don't think the Broncos' offense is good enough to go against go against this Browns' defense. And yeah, I think the Browns will cover this two and a half on the road at mile high. What say you, Dawson? Yeah, agreed. And I'm gonna hit the under 35 on that one. Nice. Yeah, might as well. Um, I'll just go with my boy Sean Payton just for ratings. Another favorite, sure. <laughs> this has been my theme this this week. Saints at Falcons. Falcons favored by one. Give me the Saints. The uh, Falcons are dead. Arthur Smith <laughs> does not know how to use his stable of good football players. Bijan Robinson exists. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. Oh. Y'all remember drafting him? Yeah, oh, Pitts. that guy is awesome. Sorta. He is. He's incredible. He just uh, he is- plays for Arthur Smith. All right, give me the Saints trainer. What say you? Yeah, he's Arthur Smith is like a uh, he's like a fantasy manager that like starts crappy waiver wire players and sits all of his studs that he drafted in the top 10 of a draft Damn, like i'm so confused what's he doing why is Pitt, why are Pitts and Bijan not anyway falcons um yeah i like the saints to win this division i'll stick with it my question to dawson is ideally who would you want to have be the draft pick for the falcons because the latest mock draft i saw michael Penix to the falcons no man i don't want god that's tough dude he's sick I mean, I think the only yeah, – there's three quarterbacks. I think We want Jaden Daniels, you want Caleb Williams, or maybe Drake May. I mean mm-hmm. – Y'all, y'all want too many games. Reach. They're not going to be – no, where's the draft – where's the Falcons? 
Do they have a top three if draft they pick? Lose do they have a top three draft pick? From they, now. Well, I guess Chicago's got two of them, and they don't need a quarterback necessarily. The Falcons need a quarterback. That's for darn sure. Who would you rather have, Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke, start this game? Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I guess. Can't. Taylor Heineke's won games in the NFL. Desmond I Ritter, I don't think, has. He's had moments. He's had flashes. But anyways, they're both bad. <laughs> but I'd rather have Taylor Heineke. Probably. <laughs> All right, last game. Washington. Last game. Ravens favored on the road at the Chargers by three and a half. I'm just gonna go ahead and stick with it. Ravens. I gotta I gotta take the Ravens. They're they're one of the what, four teams we can say win the Super Bowl. Maybe there's six teams that win the Super Bowl, but Ravens is our our top Ooh. tier of that list. Eagles, Ravens, Chiefs. Uh-huh. Name them. Uh-huh. Eagles, uh-huh. Ravens, Chiefs. Oh boy, why am I drawing a blank? It's so it's getting late. Cowboys, Cowboy, get out of here! No, 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 get out of here! No, 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 they won't. so I just had to say it just to get it over with. And the Chargers, and the Chargers are just trash because Brandon Staley, their head coach, is trash. What What do you think about this game, Trainer? Ooh, Chargers last twelve games: lose by three, lose by one in the playoffs, lose by two, lose by three in overtime, lose to Kirk Cousins, or sorry, beat Kirk Cousins, beat Aiden. O'Connell, lose by three, lose by 14, beat Tyson Badgett, the coal mine guy, beat Zach Wilson, <laughs> lose by three, lose by three. Uh, Ravens, this is Brandon Staley's final game, swan song for, for old BS. All right. Dawson? Yeah, it's the Ravens. Well, that was exhilarating answer. Exhilarating answer. Sports fans, <laughs> that is all the time we have for you. Thank you for sticking with us if you're listening to me now. Rate and review our podcast. Give us five stars. Tell us what you think. All right. That's it. And that's all.